Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me. And if it sounds like I'm in a weird location, it's because I am. I've actually just had my hair cut and I thought, you know what, I'll record the intro having just had my hair cut. So a long way down, Rachel is is currently taking uh, the colour off her sister's hair. Morning, Rach. There you are, that's Rachel, the Rachel I've talked about on many occasions. So, freshly cut, uh, freshly ready for the day. I'm now going to head off, get back home, start the day. But I just thought I'd, you know, open the podcast up here. So, uh, we'll dig in. Uh, It's been a fairly full-on week, quite a lot going on. Uh, I'm not going to give you any spoilers this week. We'll just dive straight in uh, after a bit of that jangly guitar. For my eldest son, it was the first uh, game of the cricket season uh, this evening. So we took a a trip over um, towards a place called Delph. Um, The the club we were playing was Delph and Dob Cross. And Delph is um, kind of on the A62, which is the road, the old Manchester road, that links Huddersfield with, uh, with Manchester. And so we headed over and it takes you from where we are. You drop down um to a place called you know Marsden which is a really really pleasant um small town on the edge of the M62 that's kind of becomes consumed into Huddersfield but 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 still sort of stands a little bit alone as a place in its in its own right and then you head across um uh, Saddleworth Moor um towards towards Manchester and the reason why this was particularly relevant tonight was because as we went across Manchester we started to see thick plumes of uh, smoke and we were having the first of the um the moor fires so um we struggled quite a bit last year for, for the last couple of years actually we've struggled um but what's you know what happens when the peat um it dries out obviously it becomes uh, relatively easy to light and then because of the the, the nature of the of the moorland it it it, it kind of takes hold and it's this is normally an august thing it's normally something that comes later on in the summer but for whatever reason because we've had such a dry april and i don't think it's rained in april as yet so we're at the you know the we're at the what the the 26th today and i don't think it's actually um actually rained so um <clears throat> this fire had kind of taken hold um the reason for telling you this or for mentioning this was was twofold um one <clears throat> because we watched a helicopter as we were driving past the police had blocked off the couple of access roads and we were driving past and we saw a helicopter lifting uh, water out of the or taking water i guess from the um, because quite a few reservoirs up there working out how it it it, it you know it, it filled this great sort of water container which it was dropping um dropping on the on the fire um very reminiscent of Fireman Sam, actually, if ever if you've ever seen it happen on Fireman Sam, um, and that was quite a sight to see. But I think more importantly was the whole. I, I was ch- talking to a friend later on who happens to work for um, the local BBC station, and he'd been aware of the situation as it had unfolded through the day, and the police had released the fact that it was a firework that had caused this huge area of devastation because as we drove past you just look at this you just saw this huge swathe of moorland that was just black um where the fire had you know had burnt through and and burnt out and he said yeah it was a firework and he said what's interesting is they've 
The police have stopped mentioning when it's a disposable barbecue there or a barbecue. They've stopped mentioning it because that is just so the norm now for what for how these fires start. But he said, no, this particular instance, this was a firework that had caused it. And it just it just stopped me, you know, in my tracks for a moment, just thinking, how, how, how have we how can people be so naive how can you not put two and two together, together the areas that really, really suffer from fires when it's dry and we've had a really dry, really sunny period and then people are letting fireworks off. Uh, and, and of course, it causes huge, huge devastation to that bit of moorland. So um, that kind of struck me today as we, as, we, uh, as we went past that. It was lovely to, it was lovely to be back playing cricket and although they lost, it was an entertaining uh, it, it was an entertaining game. These these games, you know, seem to last about two and a half hours. So it was nice to be, nice to be sat around and watching cricket because I do like watching uh, watching the kids play cricket. And of course, the only thing about the, the early part of the cricket season, it was absolutely perishing. So when we finally wrapped up at sort of half eight, quarter to nine, it was just a real joy to to to, to then get back into the car and, and, and get a little bit warmed up. But other than that, fantastic to have the cricket season back. Just a real shame that what we had to pass to get there. Tuesday. It appears that Crocs are making a uh, a, a revival and it's a fashion based revival. Um and there's a, there's a story behind this. There's a story to why um, I'm kind of uh, interested in Crocs as a thing. Um, years and years and years ago, as part of working for Shaw, um, the, the Shaw as a company were a, a technical sponsor of the Montreux, uh, the Montreux uh, Jazz Festival. And what that meant was for quite a number of years, I got to go uh, you know, a couple of nights a year, I got to jump on a plane uh, and fly out to Switzerland and spend a couple of days by Lake Geneva uh, at the festival. And the festival itself is, um, it's not a, what you think of in terms of a festival because it's based out of a building. So there's this beautiful auditorium, um, which has two um, great, great sort of concert halls. And um, and the the main acts take part um, in these in this venue. So uh, and they're relatively small uh, venues. So you see some amazing acts in some relatively small pra- uh, places. And I was fortunate enough to get to see Prince uh, play there, which was absolutely astonishing. Of, of the people I've seen, and I've seen people like Seal, and I've seen people like Gary Moore and Van Morrison. I've seen Sting. You know, and 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 uh, um, Noel Gallagher, and you know, a host of other people play uh, ZZ Top, Billy Idol, um, various people. But but Prince just absolutely took the, you know, he took the award. Prince was absolutely absolutely astonishing. Where does this take us from Crocs? Right. Okay. So one of the first years we went because it's it's very warm. It's normally between sort of you know low 30s up to mid 30s and it's also remarkably humid by the lake so it's a it's a very warm and very humid place when you go and of course it, it for, you know for three days we used to take guests over and everybody just been shorts and t-shirts and and we it was it was a it was the most grown-up stag do you're ever going to go on because we you know we spent the nights partying we were out um, I mean, I've seen the sun come up there um, over the lake. So, you know, it's not unusual to do four or five o'clock in the morning or even later. 
Um, and consequently, through the day, you just used to lounge about, go for a walk by the lake, grab a, you know, grab a, a coffee or what have you, or a bit of something to eat. And because it was so warm, the second year or third year I went, um, I, t- I took a pair of Crocs with me because I thought they'd be really handy just to wander about in. And of course, I got royally, royally ripped while I was there. Uh, and, and to be fair, quite justifiably. I think if somebody else had gone in Crocs, I probably would have royally ripped them. But I got royally ripped for, for, for my Crocs, and it became a bit of a thing. So amongst a whole group of people in the industry that I worked in, the, the, the story kind of you know got out, and it became referenced and what have you. So I took great delight this week in pinging over this news story of of how crocs were making this comeback and how there there'd been a pair uh, you know pair had been sported on the uh, the red carpet at the oscar ceremony this week and they've had a a massive resurgence in interest in crocs over the course of the uh, over the course of the the lockdown so i i you know it it became a thing i i i pinged the article if i can still find um i'll i'll grab the link and i'll put it on the show notes um but uh, yeah i was just it was just a lovely moment to be able to to go back and say look you know all those years ago i was so ahead of trend wednesday i was asked um mrs s asked me over the weekend um what i thought about the whole um issue with Dominic Cummings stepping back into the fray and uh, the revelations that he made in the, the the papers over the weekend and how that spilled over into the, the the you know the narrative at the start of the week and and she asked me if um, I thought this would this was enough to take the government or certainly the current prime minister down um, and it's a really fascinating topic because as far as the polls are concerned you know um his popularity is is not showing any sign of waning uh, at this point in time and i do think a lot of it is tied in with the vaccine bounce there's definitely a feel good factor in the country at the moment and it definitely seems to somehow be tied into the vaccine even though in reality apart from getting some orders in early the whole implementation of the process has been very little to do with the government and a large part to do with the infrastructure um that's been built over years and years and years in the nhs but we can come to that at a different point in time and what that will mean moving forward um I don't know if where we are will will do um, for for the prime minister at this point in time. Um, I do I, I I don't see how it necessarily you know pulls the rug out from under him. Though we had a remarkably fiery session at PMQs today, and he was getting very visibly uh, annoyed. Uh, and it, and and you know the sign of 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 something is when somebody gets that annoyed about a, a situation. But I think. What's interesting about this is um, that that we're now into a phase where cronyism, sleaze, whatever you want to call it, uh, impropriety, fraud. Uh, I mean, I mean, pick a you know, pick pick a word, you know, call it call it you know, chumocracy if you want to make it sound like it's fairly light. Call it fraud if you want to call it what it potentially it is. The fact is, this is the Achilles' heel for this particular. Uh, government and this particular party. Sleaze did for the Tories under John Major and it could very well do for the Tories again. Um, 
And it wasn't just a single point here. This was multiple points. This is multiple things that he was supposed to have said or he was supposed to have done, which have which have uh, and are now looking very bad in the cold light of day. So, do I think it'll do for him now? I, I no, I, d I don't see how it it, it it affects anything now. Does it affect things in 18 months' time? I think there's a really good chance that it potentially will. Because when this happened last time, it didn't go away. Um, in you know, I mean, it's the same to the Tories as incompetence as far as the economy is to Labour. When that takes hold, that, that stays and everything is seen through that prism. And I think to a certain extent, everything now is going to be seen through the, the prism of this because... There are plenty of things that point towards money being misspent, money being spent without public oversight, you know, money being given to donors, being given to friends of donors, being given to friends of MPs. And it's it, there's too much of it and it's just hanging around too much. So when we get through the pandemic, and when we get through, you know, exactly where we are now and when we start to feel some of the downside of coming out of the pandemic and when we start to see some of the downside of, of, of Brexit and when people, when there's issues with unemployment and people are not feeling quite as positive as they are at the moment, then this will come home and this will this will stick because it's already because it's already too big a thing. I think the media smell blood here, and I think whilst it might die off a little bit, I do honestly think it will come back. So will Dom do for him in the end? Do you know what? He, he may well. He may well do for him in the end. Um, and I suppose it's a case of just watching this space. Thursday. I did double denim today. Uh, I haven't done double denim for a while, actually. Uh, and I don't know why I made the decision to do double denim. And, and right. OK, so this is a point in time thing. Let's go back. This is a Starsky and Hutch moment or this is a, you know, this is a 70s, 80s moment when double denim was, was a thing. And what I mean by double denim is it's a denim shirt and it's and it's a pair of jeans. OK, so so and, and with the view that you could even go triple denim because you could you could put a denim jacket with that as well. Right. And I didn't do double denim proper. I I've got a uh, a shirt. It's a heavy cotton shirt, and it and it's got that denim look about it. It's not denim proper, and it's not like a proper denim shirt with the brass sort of buttons and what have you. But it's got that denim look about it, and you'll kind of know the thing I mean. It's the kind of thing that you'd probably normally see with a you know a pair of chinos and a and a jacket in that kind of Jeremy Clarkson style or what have you so um and i've got the shirt and i really like the shirt and i don't i don't wear shirts anymore i haven't worn shirts ever since i finished you know doing the chore thing and going out and seeing customers i mean i wouldn't have been wearing them anyway because obviously there wouldn't have been that interaction but i've just i've just stopped and you know the with all the mia stuff it's it's jeans and a t-shirt and a you know a jumper of some description so i i've got these shirts i very rarely wear and I thought, Do you know what? I'll put a shirt on today. I'll put a shirt. No reason. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. It still went under a hoodie, but I just thought I'll put a shirt on. And, I, you know, and, and every time I wear that shirt, I just think double denim. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a 70s thing. It's a star skin hutch thing. It's a status quo thing. It's double denim. So I don't know if double denim is a thing anywhere else or whether it's just something that floats around my head. But if double denim is a thing and you, you know, and I think we should embrace, embrace the double denim. You know, I think absolutely should embrace the double denim, which I, which I tried to, I tried to today. So if it's a thing, let me know. 
If not, it's just me, so ignore me. I didn't marry it with with, with my Crocs. And to be fair, I you know after that incident, I don't wear my Crocs very often. But um, wore a shirt, double denim, or as close as possible as I possibly can to doing it. Um, you know, and and felt kind of seventies tastic. <laughs> Friday. I um I did the intro this morning um where after I'd had my haircut um and uh, obviously great to see Rachel as per normal great start of the day loved it fantastic and uh, and I stopped and got a coffee on the way back there's a, the, the cafe Nero uh, near where I uh, near where Rachel's based and I and I uh, I've got to know them in there uh, and it's my favourite if I, if I've got to pick a chain at Nero over Costa or Starbucks with any you know every day of the week. And I, I got myself a flat white, and I sat outside uh, in the sunshine, uh, just just on a um, on a kind of a um, it's not a, it's not a black, I guess it's a wall really, but just just sat and kind of lent lent outside and 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 watched the world go by for five or ten minutes before I headed back home. And um, and what astonished me, uh, I, I, I I stopped for a moment and realised how much of the town centre has changed because of covid and how quickly we accept or have accepted the things that have have changed so um i mean obviously the you know simple one is masks and then there's the fact that i walked into nero and they've been cle- they've cleared their entire downstairs and all the table and chairs have gone so you walk in and it's more like a you know walking into a a, a fish and chip shop uh, because because you walk in and there's a counter and then there's a lot, there's a reasonable amount of space and nothing else because all the seatings obviously obviously come out um, and you know and 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 the and the hand sanitizer and the face mask and all those things that we we've 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 really got used to now that we actually look for when we go in places how quickly that's become the norm because face masks weren't a thing they weren't a first lockdown thing they came in they came in much much later and yet now. I'm thinking of face masks as being far longer than they were, but in reality, face masks were were a thing, you know, um, sort of, I guess, probably July time last year, July, August time last year. I don't know. I'd have to check back, but it must have been around about that time that face masks became a, you know, became a thing. Uh, obviously, hand sanitizer was a thing very early on. Um you know, um, lights outside shops, just a norm now as to whether you can go in or not. The fact that there are, you know, Infrastructure is set up outside places for queuing is a is a thing that we've just all accepted and got used to. The, the sheer fact of queuings to get in shops is is a thing we've got used to. But I then started to you know what what the Kirtleys, what the council have done in Huddersfield is they've cre- they've put a load of marquees up and they've created a load of seating areas, and that's obviously for people who you know have bought some food and need to sit outside, and they've kind of. Uh, on the two big pedestrian areas, they've taken they've taken the decision to create these spaces for people to social distance and sit, in a, in an effort to encourage people back into the you know into in, into Huddersfield and into the town centre. So you're getting all these things now that are coming along, which are um, which are really kind of we're, we're accepting very 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 quickly and working with and working around um, without. You know, I guess lots of reasons why we're not questioning it, but just how quickly we've accepted all of these things, these big behaviour shifts, um, in a relatively short, a relatively short space of time. And I and and of course I knew this. Of course I knew this. 
you know, uh, and, and we, we all know this, and I'm kind of saying something out loud that really doesn't need saying, but it's when you stop and you look at the fact that habitual behaviour has absolutely altered. You know, people queuing outside banks now. Um, that's just the norm. People, people accepting the fact that... I mean, uh, I, I popped my head around the door at the at the opticians this morning and, you know, not only is it appointment only, OK, well, it was always appointment, but um, but I didn't actually get in the place. I just got somebody who came to the door to tell me that I can only book an appointment online and I'm looking at mid-May now for, a, for an appointment at the opticians, which, of course, you know, is down to the fact that capacities have gone down and practices have changed and and, and there we are. Um, having your hair cut with a mask on, completely normal now. I've, I mean, that's seven, eight, nine times, ten times that's been done. But, you know, it's a, still a relatively short period of time in which we've we've accepted those things as being as being normal. And I'm not saying it's a I'm not necessarily saying it's a bad thing. I just was struck by how quickly it's become a thing, um, really. So, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, that's the week. That's me. Um, I've not really got much more to add. It's been a fairly busy week, um, you know, from a work perspective. So I've been fairly chained to, chained to, chained to Zoom meetings for a, a you know, vast majority of the week. Uh, but it's, it, you know, it's, it, it's, we, we, we're where we are. We're, we're made tomorrow. It's moving on. Uh, I'd like if it wasn't quite as cold. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm safe, I'm well, the family's safe and well. Um, there does seem to be some sign of, 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 you know, hope down the line. So we just keep going. If you've enjoyed Therapy For Me, then please subscribe and share as you see fit. This has been an A Short Stories production.